Welcome to the Liberal Conservative Podcast. Today we're going to explore the deadly force incident involving Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson and Michael Brown. So before we get started on that, I want to talk about some crazy things that our leaders are doing in this country in the last few weeks since our last episode. So let's start in Oregon. So in Oregon, high school seniors will no longer have to demonstrate their knowledge in writing and math to be able to graduate. Uh, the legislatures are saying these requirements are unnecessary and disproportionately harm students of color. So while people have complained about our education system falling behind other countries, Oregon is making a high school diploma a participation trophy. To me, this is just absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, writing, I'm an English teacher and I've told you before, writing is something and that you will do every single day. I tell my kids, I was like, if you're not in science or or some type of some type of math related um, job, or or you're or you're not a scientist like I just said, or uh, you know you, you you probably will not use math every day. But one subject that you will use every single day for the rest of your life is English, whether you speak it, whether you write it, and it is outlandish to me that you get rid of this requirement. You do not have to do this. You will not have to demonstrate your proficiency in this in order to graduate high school. And they're saying that it's, it, it hurts um, hurts people, students of color. What you're really doing is is putting them further and further behind. So so this is an outlandish law and it's it's very unfortunate and i i hate oregon is probably going to feel this for many many years if if indeed they go ahead and and put this in the law it appears by what i read it looks like it's in the law but you got to think that it's not going to last very long so uh now let's jump back to washington dc last week new york democratic representative jamal brown accepted a plea deal in washington dc for uh, pulling a fire alarm in a house office building now, when this first happened, Bowman said that he pulled the fire alarm accidentally. However, the, the footage was released this week, and it looks like he stole a fire a fire alarm sign from a door. Is what it looked like to me. I, I see him take it off, and I never see him put it down. And then he walks over and pulls the fire alarm purposely. And I'm sure we've all seen the fire alarms. I, I think everyone knew when he pulled it that he did so on purpose. It's impossible to accidentally pull the fire alarm. So he made himself look absolutely stupid with his lame excuse. And I feel like he should be booted out of the house. I mean, to me, that is just outlandish. He did it to try to um, pause a vote or, or postpone a vote. And I can't remember right off the top of my head what the vote was on. So also in Washington, we talked a little bit about it on the Betty Shelby podcast two weeks ago. Um, Florida Republican Matt Getz filed a motion to remove uh, McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Um, Getz and his Democratic counterpart, Jamal Brown, in my opinion, are just an example of the extreme politics that's kind of taken over our government. You know, so Getz filed this motion. They ousted McCarthy. After three weeks of arguing, um, the Republicans finally elected Representative Mike Johnson as the new Speaker of the House. They skipped over several uh, moderate Republicans, you know, including uh, Jim Jordan. I, there were so many, I forget now. Um, but, you know, the radical Republicans, Republicans refused to support any moderate candidate, and they put the House of Representatives at a standstill. So... The thin majority of the Republicans hold in the House made it necessary to have their support 
um, of the far right Republicans in order to get a new speaker. And it appears that Repres Representative Johnson is a very radical Republican. Um, in my opinion, the Republicans are causing great harm to their uh, presidential election hopes because of all this infighting. If I was a Democrat, I would pounce on this every chance I get during um, any debates. I don't care what it is. I would jump on it anytime they want to say that Republicans want to say how good they're doing. They're like, you can't even elect a House representative, a Speaker of the House. So, you know, when I say that the the Republicans are are kind of causing great harm to the presidential hopes. Here's why I think that. So to many, to me, there are many moderate Republicans on the Republican side um, in the presidential race right now. And there's really none on the Democratic side. You know, on, on the Republican side, you've got Tim Scott, who I think is an amazing, he's a representative from Georgia. Um, you've got Mike Pence, who actually just this weekend suspended his his campaign. Um, there, there's several... Uh, Nikki Haley, who I think is actually amazing, moderate Republicans who like Mike Pence, you know, he, he was the vice president. You see he, him and Donald Trump are, are completely at odds. Nikki Haley was, was served as ambassador to the United Nations. And, you know, she, during the Trump administration, and people are going to try to link her to, um, to Donald Trump and try to hammer her on that. And, uh, you know, to me, she's as about as moderate as they come. If you look at when she was a governor of South Carolina, on the Democratic side, the only person I could see running besides Biden, well, let's start with Biden. So Biden has become really nothing but a puppet. I saw yesterday he carried he was carrying a cue card around with reporters' pictures on it, and it, it appeared from when you zoom in that they were that they were he had their picture and he could see what questions they were going to ask. You know, the only other Democrat that I see kind of positioning himself to run is uh, Gavin Newsom, who is the governor out of California. You know, in his state, he's got rampant crime. The state government is in a shambles. Companies and citizens are moving out. His uh, woke ideals are just not working. You know, and I've talked to you during the uh, during the climate change while I understand, you know, they passed a bunch of laws that were not to go out and clear out dead brush and keep everything natural, but it's also causing all these forest fires. So Gavin Newsom to me is, is another example of radical Democrat. And while you have Joe Biden, who's obviously, you know, he's become a puppet. And then on the other side, you have Donald Trump, who's about as radical to the, to the right as you can get. So I don't know what's going to happen to me, no matter what side of the aisle you are on, the radical left or and the radical right are causing major damage to our standing in the world. Um, it's unfortunate. Hopefully we can get righted. I don't care if you are, you know, I told you before, I voted a Democrat and I voted a Republican. I don't care what party you are. I care that you're in the middle and you care about middle America. And it appears that our government is moving away from that. They are no longer representing the majority in the middle. Okay, let's get into the deadly force encounter between Ferguson, Missouri police officer Darren Wilson and Michael Brown. You know, in the last epi episode, which was Betty Shelby and the Tulsa police officer, or Betty Shelby, the Tulsa police officer, I told you that in most incidents involving a use of force by the police, the use of force would not have occurred had the person of interest just complied. So in almost all cases of the use of deadly force, had the person complied, they would probably still be alive. And this is not excused. I've said many times, this is not excused the, the excessive use of force. However, 
all parties involved have a part to play in these incidents. And in this case, this is definitely the case in this incident. Um, you know, I told you before, I'll tell you all during this, this series, it is not a police officer's job to risk his or her life so you can safely resist arrest. And so on August 9th, 2014, Michael Brown and an accomplice, they had robbed a local convenience store in Ferguson, Missouri. There's surveillance video of the robbery. Michael Brown appeared to be very aggressive during the robbery. Um, the store clerk was not injured, but Michael Brown just appeared to be very, if you watch the video, you will see what I'm talking about. He's just very aggressive. So um, the accounts that Officer Wilson and that the evidence show to me show an aggressive Michael Brown that initiated an attack on Officer da Darren Wilson. So let's move back. Around noon, just after the robbery, Officer Darren Wilson saw Brown and his accomplice walking in the middle of the street on Canfield Drive in Ferguson, Missouri. You know, Wilson initially just pulled up and asked the two men to get out of the street. Um, Brown became aggressive. When he turned to Wilson is when Wilson noticed that Brown's shirt matched the description of the robbery suspect. Um, Brown was also holding the box of cigarillos that had been taken from the convenience during the convenience store robbery. So, and I told you, you will find, I'm going to get off the, the events right now. You will find this case is an example of the links that some citizens will go to, to try, to try to make the police out to be in the wrong. In this case, a large group of people, I don't know what their races were. It just talks about witnesses and their race is irrelevant. So in this case, a large group of people claimed to witness the incident and claimed that Brown did not assault Wilson at all. Even his accomplice who was standing in the, in the middle of the street with Brown said that, that Brown never assaulted Wilson, did not go through the police, the police car window to open window to, to attack Wilson, which the evidence just showed. I mean, the evidence is very conclusive in this case. Brown assaulted Wilson while he was still in his police car. There's a mountain of evidence to to prove beyond reasonable doubt that the, that the assault on Officer Wilson did occur, you know, and the witnesses who claimed to be witnesses and the person who was with him during the robbery denied it. And according to the autopsy of Michael Brown, including the autopsy done by the family's attorneys, there was a significant struggle inside the car. So that means when had Michael Brown just got out of the street, just did what the officer said, he probably would have officer. Uh, Wilson probably would have never noticed that his shirt matched the description of of the uh, a person that just did the robbery. So um, Brown comes over, goes through the window, and um, is, is assaulting Officer Wilson. Officer Wilson uh, fired at least one round as Brown assaulted him through the driver's side window. Um, the Brown family attorney made a claim that there was no powder burns or stripling. Stripling is like a close range shot on a person and, and it's like waves. If you think about a water, a rock flying into water, um, their attorney claimed that there was no powder burns and no, or stripling on Michael Brown. So the close range assault could not have occurred. However, in the autopsy, the medical examiner noted, noted a microscopic, microscopic exam that showed foreign matters in Brown's body consistent with a gunshot uh, at a range of about one inch or less. Um, according to the autopsy, Brown was shot six times, including one in the thumb, which was inside the car. Um, physical evidence such as blood spatter was president, present inside the scout car, proving that the assault did occur. Um, according to the report, the fatal shot was to Brown's forehead. And this is an interesting point to me because 
um, the Brown attorney, Ben Crump, who, who you will recognize as a, as a civil rights attorney, claimed that Michael was shot in, on the top of his head. And Crump claimed that the only way this could occur is if Officer Wilson laid on the ground and executed Brown as he was down on the ground. And that statement alone, in my opinion, takes away any credibility Ben Crump had. Um, if you've heard Ben Crump speak, he has an, a history of these outlandish statements. And so to me, anytime he talks, just turn it off. So, so in addition, you know, to, to Ben Crump's statements, the Black Lives Matter argument in this case was that the, at the time he was killed, Brown was running away from Wilson with his hands up saying, don't shoot. However, the f- forensic evidence, and actually the physical evidence for that matter, proved that Brown was facing Wilson and actually coming at Wilson when he was shot and killed. Uh, you know, the media and the Obama administration made a big deal out of Michael Brown being an unarmed black man. Um, to me, the fact that they claim the color of Brown's skin was a factor in his, in his being k- killed is, is preposterous. And I told, just said it five minutes ago, if Brown had simply complied when Officer, Officer Wilson asked him to get out of the street, nothing would have occurred. Nothing would have occurred. You know, later on, Wilson probably would have saw the surveillance video and said, oh, that was the guy I was in the street, but he wouldn't know who he was. You know, he could say, I saw him. He was here at this time. So the media also claimed that 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 Brown was unarmed and running away, and Wilson chased him down, shooting his shooting him as he ran with his hands up. Also an outlandish claim, you know, based on the totality of the evidence, Brown was the aggressor in in the encounter from the time of the robbery until the time he was shot and killed. Um, an unarmed person can still kill or injury injure an officer or or a, a citizen for that matter. So in my case, in 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 this case, Brown was an assailant. He was attacking. He attacked Officer Wilson without provocation. Um, he committed a crime by attacking Officer Wilson. Officer Wilson had a, had a duty to pursue Brown, especially since he um, he had, had fired at Brown. And in addition to this, it was reported that Brown was attempting to grab Wilson's gun while they struggled inside the car. And I will tell you, studies show that Almost always, when a perpetrator attacks an officer's gun, he will inevitably t- attack that gun again. So the fact that Brown was unarmed has no relevance. And in fact, you can also arm, uh, you can also make an argument that he was attempting to arm himself by attacking Wilson's gun. Um, you know, some crazy and irresponsible things happened shortly after the Michael Brown shooting that I believe led to a rise in ambush killings of police officers across the United States. You know, first we had Eric Holder. Uh, he went to Ferguson a few days after the shooting. Eric Holder was Obama's attorney general. Um, I can tell you, I doubt Eric Holder ever went to a town where a police officer was gunned down in his life. Yet before all the evidence was was presented or known, Eric Holder goes to Ferguson, Missouri and makes Michael Brown a martyr. In addition to this, now remember this happened, oh, let me go back. August in 2014. Um, after in November of 2014, before the grand jury declined to charge Wilson, which was on November 24th, the family of Michael Brown testified at the United Nations. Um, so we had a person who had just committed a robbery, who attacked a police officer, and he was being made a martyr at the at the by the United Nations at the United Nations Brown's family claimed that Officer Wilson was racially profiling uh, 
Michael Brown and called for Officer Wilson's immediate arrest. And in reality, as I said before, Brown was the aggressor. Wilson has a right to defend himself from physical attack, which Brown initiated. The officer didn't escalate. The officer did not attack Wilson. Or I'm sorry, the officer did not attack Brown. Um, he was inside his car. Furthermore, much has been made about Brown. He, they said he was only stealing a box of cigars. It doesn't matter. Brown robbed a convenience store and assaulted the clerk. He committed a felony regardless of what he sold, what he stole. You know, and as you probably know, I believe the grand jury was right. You know, in this case, I, I don't know how they could find any other way. There was a mountain of evidence proving that Michael Brown was was the aggressor and he physically attacked a police officer simply for asking him to get him out of the street. So, you know, this is a case, this is, a, in my opinion, a prime example of the media and politicians ignoring evidence to shape an agenda. You know, they get, it's clickbait. It's, 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 it is ratings. You know, they, they purposely created, ignored evidence, created an agenda and created hate and discontent. And in my opinion, probably had led to a lot of officers getting killed. You know, and I just told you the color of brown skin had nothing to do with him getting killed. He was killed because of his own actions. You know, in the Betty Shelby case, I told you that the officer acted inappropriately. In this case, Michael Brown, he attacked a police officer. Um, and I, I'm not saying he deserved to die, but his actions led directly to a to his death. Michael Brown got killed by the police officer solely because he attacked the officer. And no one deserves to die, especially a young person. And in this case, you know, it, it's very unfortunate, but Michael Brown, Michael Brown dictated how that encounter went 100%. And as I told you before, it, it is amazing that people have, have, the people of Ferguson, the witnesses, and, and I said the guy that was standing right next to Michael Brown when they were in the street, they created this false narrative that they knew was wrong. They knew it was a lie, yet they created it and created all this problems, you know. And I will tell you, that's where the radical left and the radical right, for that matter, um, they lose the middle America is when you start um, demonstrating in the streets, uh, burning down buildings, you you lose the middle um you know in ferguson if if they would just let let it play out just because a person gets killed by the police does not make them a martyr and does not mean that you can go burn down buildings it just is not the case you know michael brown it's very unfortunate that he's lost his life but i think you know part probably what contributed to the way he reacted to the officer in my opinion is probably the media and the politicians of the time, of, of our time right now. You know, they create this false narrative. I remember when um, Biden first took office, there was a use of force incident, I forget. And, you know, Biden has to qualify a statement about police officers. He says the vast majority of police officers are, are, um, are doing the right thing. Well, that is very true. And I have a, uh, I have a teacher that I teach with. He's a black guy and he is an amazing guy. He's, and, uh, but when we were, we had been discussing the George Floyd when that happened and he was like, he's like, I just wonder how much that goes on. And I was like, that doesn't go on, sir. I was like, it doesn't. I was like, those things are few and far between, 
you know, especially now we've got body cameras. I, I am a big fan of body cameras. A lot of police officers were against them when they first got there, and now people love them as police officers. And I'll tell you why. Because it stopped any outlandish um, complaints that happen. People will call in and say, say, you know, this officer attacked me, pulled me out of the car, pushed me around. Well, then you go look at the video, and it didn't happen. So, you know, in this day and age, people... The media and politicians want you to think that there is a rampant, excessive use of force by many police officers, and there's just not. It does happen. It happened, you know, what, six months ago in Memphis. It does happen. Officers make mistakes. and But in this case, as I said, the grand jury, in my opinion, was right. And they did the right thing by not by not um, charging Officer Wilson. And it's very unfortunate what has happened to Officer Wilson. He's, you know, he's probably, I, I don't know where he is now. Last I'd heard he was in Texas. And, you know, he's staying for life for acting appropriately. So, hey, thank you again for listening to the Liberal Conservative Podcast. I appreciate you taking your time out. It, you know, it's 20 minutes and... It probably seems like an eternity sometimes. I really do appreciate it. You know, I told you, uh, follow us on Facebook. It's Liberal Conservative Podcast. I have started turning off comments on a lot of my posts. Well, I don't make a lot of posts, but I told you before that the uh, that the radical left and right are just livid when they when they write comments. They're just abusive. But one thing I will say is at least they're listening because they make comments on what I say. So at least they're listening. Maybe we can move some of the radical uh, people in our country more towards the middle and act civilly towards each other. So once again, hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you so much. You know, I'm up to 54 listeners. It's a crazy. I'm excited. So obviously that's not a, that's not much. But I hope you'll come back and listen. Um we're going to get into the George Floyd incident in two weeks. Um, and this is a obviously a very touchy subject with people. But um, I'll break it down. You know, we'll break down the video and we'll talk about the court case. So once again, thanks for listening. And please come back and listen to the Liberal Conservative Podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you.